Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Masvidal, 34 wins, 13 losses. Of his 34 wins, 15 by KOTKO. Two by sub, 17 by decision. Of his 13 losses, one by KOTKL, two by sub, 10 by decision. Nate Diaz, 20 wins, 11 losses. Of his 20 wins, five by KOTKL, 11 by sub, four by decision. Of his 11 losses, one by KOTKL, one by sub, nine by decision. Currently, you have Masvidal, minus 160 favorite. Diaz comes back at plus 150. Those are straight lines. We'll go, won't go, five full rounds. We'll go minus 140. Won't go plus 110. Fight is a draw, 70 to 1. Masvidal wins by decision, plus 180. Diaz wins by decision, 3 to 1. Masvidal wins inside, plus 230. Diaz wins inside, plus 420. Obviously, this is kind of an old school fight. Both guys kind of have the same mentality. They'll fight anybody. Their careers are similar, and they've lost a lot of close decisions that they feel should have went the other way. And so you have the BMF title, which in my opinion is just a gimmick. It's WWE style. Some people like it. Some people don't. Uh, the UFC for a long time has now just been about entertainment. And, you know, the casuals, the, the hardcore guys are going to tune in. They don't even market towards you guys anymore. Is a matter of trying to build up height and put you know as many butts in the in the seats as you can. So this BMF thing is, meh, I mean, it really doesn't matter to me. Like I said, it's more of a gimmick. You're you're talking about two guys who've been in the sport for a while. Everybody knows you know who they are if you're hardcore, especially, and what they're about and how their careers have went. And you look at their records: 34 and 13, and then 20 and 11. It really doesn't even make sense to say you're the BMF, right, if you're going off records. But then if you're hardcore, you're going, well, look who they fought. And this fight, he should have had the decision, and he got robbed, and this, that, and the other. So, again, I really think this is just a marketing tool for the UFC. But overall, when you're looking at the matchup, I think it's a good matchup because... Diaz tends to force good matchups. His his pressure breaks a lot of fighters mentally and physically. And when you're looking at Masvidal, he's cut from the same cloth as Diaz. So you wouldn't anticipate that that is going to happen to him. You know, he has a similar style, in my opinion, to Pettis, meaning that on paper, Pettis was a better striker over Diaz, but Pettis broke under pressure, in my opinion. And that's nothing new for Diaz. That's what he does. If you look at his KO percentage, it's actually garbage he doesn't really hit that hard but his overall stoppages he has more finishes total uh, for his wins than what Masvidal does that's because he forces these opponents to mentally break and non-wrestlers suddenly become wrestlers and non-grapplers suddenly become grapplers so he'll break you physically and mentally and put you in a position where you just want it to stop and normally that happens in a clinch it happens in shooting for a takedown you saw it against Conor McGregor he, he, these guys are just looking for a way to slow it down 
to get a breather. And when you do that, he wraps you up and he chokes you out. So that's the way that he applies that pressure. Is he has no problem just being in your face, striking you up and down for five rounds. And if you want that to stop, if you want to look for that breather and you want to grapple with him, then he's more than happy to. And nine times out of ten, he's going to win by submission. So that's how he plays that game. Masvidal is more cut from skill-wise like a Pettis. He has more tools in his toolbox, in my opinion, in the striking game. But again, that's nothing new. I don't think Diaz Stockton slap is as impressive as everybody thinks, but it's effective, right? Like, you're not going to teach a lot of people to fight that way because you need one major thing, and that's durability. Because he doesn't have real big punching power. He's not out there starching people. What he's doing, he's touching, touching, touching. But his defense is almost non-existent. So he has to absorb a lot of punches to implement this Stockton slap. Where he walks through a lot of punches and kicks. Gets busted up, bleeding and swollen. And then he's just on you over and over. And he mentally and physically breaks you down. So it's a very difficult style, in my opinion, to teach other people. Because unless you have that ridiculous durability you're simply not going to be able to fight the Stockton slap style you're not you you can't take that type of punishment throughout the course of a career like Diaz has if you don't have insane durability so that's why this style works for him but I think it's ridiculous if anybody else coming into the sport or anybody in the Diaz army just thinks that they can automatically fight the same way that Diaz does. It was kind of the same as the Gastelum-Whitaker comparison, how everybody thought Whitaker was just going to be able to do what Gastelum did, and they totally discredited how tough and that durability, almost superhuman, that Gastelum had against Israel. And they paid the price for it because they thought Whitaker was going to be able to just do identical what Kelvin did. And he couldn't. He couldn't absorb the shots like Gastelum did. So when you're talking about Diaz, he's able to do things in that regard that other fighters simply can't do because of his durability. Uh, Masvidal is another durable guy, but he just does it a little bit differently. Again, I think he has a faster feet. I think he has an overall better striking arsenal than Diaz. But he's going to need that distance, right? He's going to be looking for distance and timing here because even though these are two top-level guys and we know Diaz can fight on the outside and we know Masvidal can fight on the inside, the fact of the matter is they have certain advantages and certain areas of the fight. You have to favor Diaz on the inside because this is where he always likes to fight. Even though he can fight on the outside and land punches on the outside, he's always going forward. He'll touch you from the outside, but he's looking to get on your chest. Now, on the flip side, with Masvidal yeah he can fight on the inside he has no problem throwing elbows on the inside but he does in my opinion much better when he's setting up his shots from the outside because he has a bigger arsenal of punches and kicks that he can land from the outside where Diaz is basically needing to be in boxing range I think Masvidal needs to be in kickboxing range he needs to be in that kicking range where he can just eat up that lead leg of Diaz over and over with leg kicks because Diaz generally doesn't check them. He just eats them over and over. And I think that's a huge disadvantage to Diaz if this fight is at range because you would think Masvidal would be smart enough 
has a good enough kicking game that he'll be able to eat up the legs of Diaz as Diaz marches forward. And obviously Diaz is super durable, but you take your legs out and it's more difficult to get in the positions you need to be. You can be as tough as you need to be, but when your legs give out on you, you're not getting close. I think Masvidal needs to fight smart here, especially when you're looking at a minus 160 favor. If you're going to lay that on Masvidal, you've got to be confident that he's going to fight at the distance he needs to fight because even though he may have success with an inside fight with Diaz and I think at times he's going to have to fight Diaz off of him the fact of the matter is if you're just looking from a judge's aspect alone they love pressure a lot of times people who are far more ineffective but are going forward win rounds when in my opinion they shouldn't they're eating punches like tic tacs but they get the round from the judges and a lot of fans simply because he's going forward he's making the fight it's not it's not aggression, guys. It's effective aggression. I've talked about this many, many, many times. Now, Diaz does tend to be more effective in his aggression than a lot of fighters. He takes a lot of shots. He busts up. It's not easy to do, but a lot of times he's able to get in the position he needs to be. And more often than not, when he gets in that position, he takes big, big advantage of it. You saw that in the Pettis fight coming off a three-year layoff. When he was able to get close to Pettis, he really put some hurt on him. He was really effective with his punches, uh, head and body, when he was in that clinch boxing type of distance fight where he really excels. And I think that's what you're going to see here, a similar stylistic matchup to Pettis. But in my opinion, Masvidal has a similar mindset to Diaz, not like Pettis. We've seen Pettis break in the past where he's crumbled under pressure, and that's what he did against Diaz. I wouldn't expect that from Masvidal. And Masvidal, in my opinion, is more durable. So you got two durable guys here with contrasting styles that can basically do well in almost any area, but they're going to be looking for that little bit of an edge. And I think Masvidal's little bit of an edge comes with a distance kickboxing style, and I think Diaz's little bit of an edge comes with a close inside clinch type of style. Now, that's not including the grappling. Let me say this. I think Masvidal has underrated grappling, but I don't believe that's a situation he can win here. Off his back or on top, I believe that's a situation where he loses and gets submitted by Nate Diaz. That's not a area that Masvidal wants to test the waters in. Now, I don't expect Nate Diaz to come and shoot. He's not a wrestler. So Masvidal isn't going to have to worry about defending takedowns, in my opinion. But it's a fight and anything can happen. You can throw a kick and slip and all of a sudden Nate's on your back. You can be in a clinch position and I believe that's a little bit more dangerous for Masvidal. Not a lot, but the danger is a little bit more there for a trip takedown or something like that. But shooting double legs and grabbing single legs, one, Masvidal has good takedown defense. But I, I wouldn't believe Diaz is really going to do that. He's a striker. He likes to strike. And what he likes to do is make these guys break mentally and put them in positions where he can submit them. So I don't think you're going to have to worry too much if you're betting Masvidal about defending double legs. But... And for whatever reason, this thing hits the mat. Either way, like I said, top or bottom. If you're betting on Diaz, you got a smile on your face because I think, in my opinion, he has a huge, huge advantage there. And if you're betting Jorge, you don't want 
the word grappling or wrestling to come up. You only want striking. And like I said, uh, even, even a clinch striking match, a boxing range striking match is better for Masvidal than hitting the mat. So that's a no-no for anybody betting Jorge Harris. Do not go to the ground with Diaz in this fight at all for any length of time because we all know what Diaz can do on the ground. So in my opinion, they've got advantages in the striking. It's just Diaz has to be a little bit closer and Masvidal has to keep a little bit of distance. Now when you're looking at these this fight and how it's going to play out and the odds, they're both pretty durable. So on paper, they really should go to a decision. Again, excluding grappling. If you think there's any possibility that they're going to end up in a grappling match, at any point in this fight, then you'd be very, very careful about A, betting the over, B, betting Masvidal because Diaz probably has a big advantage there and probably submits him. But if we're talking a pure striking match, which most people think it's going to be, then you're talking about who implements their game plan better. If Diaz is on the inside and he's in that boxing range, then he probably has the edge there. Is Masvidal durable enough? Is his cardio good enough? Does Is he able to survive and go five rounds? That's really what you're looking at in that type of fight. And on the flip side, if Masvidal keeps that kickboxing range, is Diaz durable enough? Is his cardio good enough? Does Masvidal probably just win a decision? On paper, you would say yes. They've proven to be very durable. They don't generally get stopped. And as far as their, you know, punching power and and stopping people, lately Masvidal's been on a bit of a run. His last four wins, he stopped everybody. But they haven't been Diaz, right? Diaz generally doesn't get stopped. He's had one, I believe, one stoppage by KOTKL. And Masvidal, for a long time of his career, was going to decisions. So, I mean, it is five rounds. It gives the guys a little bit more, but just based in, uh, on their past and the way they match up, they're generally durable. So I could see a lot of people pointing to this fight's going to go to a decision. The one area that I don't like for the Diaz uh, betters or even going to a decision here is Diaz busts up a lot. He's got a lot of scar tissue. He takes a lot of punches. That's the way that he fights. And when you're talking about swelling and bleeding, then you allow other people to affect the fight. You could have a doctor come in, a referee stop it, anything like that, where even though we know Diaz is super tough, we've seen it throughout his career, he will fight with his face falling off. It doesn't matter to him. If you allow other people in this fight, they can dictate and determine the outcome. So that's always a danger, especially in a five-round fight when you're looking at Nate. Not only if you bet Nate, but if you took anything that would suggest that it's going to go to a decision or Masvidal wins points or will go five full rounds, anything like that, it's simply because... You know, you get a bad enough cut or your eye swell shut. It doesn't matter how tough you are. You referee could come in or a doctor could come in and wave it off and it's over. And of course, Diaz is going to be like, I could have went on. I'll fight with no eyes and blah, 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 blah. But as far as betting goes, that's something you have to factor in. And with Diaz having the career he's had, the type of style he has, the lack of defense he has, the scar tissue he has, he's going to bust up. If this fight goes any amount of rounds, 
with Masvidal's, in my opinion, far superior outside striking, he's going to hit Diaz a lot. And I think Diaz is going to swell. He's going to cut. And that's nothing new. It really just depends on, on the officials there. And that's very, very difficult to cap. Because in MMA, they allow the fighters to go on far, far, far more than they do in boxing. Same commissions, same doctors, same bullshit. But they'll allow an MMA fighter to go and they won't allow a boxer to go. I've seen boxers boxing fights get stopped for a bloody nose where you've seen UFC fights go with the guy's freaking eye completely shut 100% he can't even see and they allow it to go so that's something to think about if you're 100% certain that the fight's going to go to a decision you think it'll go either way but you're looking at the fight goes to a decision because the line's not crazy it's as low as minus 120 up to minus 140 depending on your book so that is intriguing right because they're on paper they've proven to be dur- durable so when you look at that you're almost like hey this is pr- this is pretty easy this is going to be a back and forth Diaz is going to have his positions where he excels and Masvidal is going to have his positions where he excels it could be anybody's game after five rounds I'm just going to take the over on paper i get it 100 it's just there's a little bit of danger there one with diaz somehow some way ending up in a grappling match with masvidal i think it ends or like i said masvidal piecing up diaz on the feet and and it could be a back and forth fight but diaz busting up i think diaz would bust up more than masvidal will so that's just something that you need to consider if you're looking at that as far as how each fighter should win well again when you're looking at diaz he has more finishes overall than masvidal but the issue here is he's not really a big puncher he breaks people down and like i said mentally gets them to shoot or grapple or something like that and they'll snatch up a sub I don't expect that from Masvidal. Even if Masvidal is under pressure, even if he's not winning the fight, I don't expect him to mentally break. I expect him to still try to implement his game plan. He'll still have the durability there. Again, Nate's not a huge one-punch guy. So I don't think unless Masvidal made a stupid, stupid mistake and tried to grapple him, something that we've seen other fighters do, I don't think he would necessarily, even if he was losing a striking match, get knocked out or anything like that. Um, as far as Masvidal goes, well, it's the same thing. It's how he implements his game plan. I mean, the leg kicks are huge to me. I think on a feet, just pure striking. Diaz is so durable unless you're talking something like, you know, the cuts we were talking about, swelling, bleeding, some third party coming in and making a call on ending the fight. Uh, Diaz just overall with his durability the ability to absorb the strikes from Masvidal would probably be able to absorb them now what his face looks like that's a different matter but just taking the punch he'll probably be able to absorb that punch that those punches and those kicks the leg is a big issue for me because I think Masvidal could really chop up that leg and really make it where a Diaz is not as effective because obviously if you can't put pressure on that foot you're not going to be moving as well you're not going to be striking as well you're not be able to close the distance as well but you could lead to some type of severe damage to the leg where he's not able to just physically put pressure and weight on it and it becomes very visible that he's not going to be able to continue because obviously they 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 will not now they will not let you fight generally with one leg so if he takes his leg out no matter how damn tough he is somebody's going to come in and stop the fight so i think that's a big key for masvidal but it's about consistency right because diaz will eat those leg kicks all night 
if 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 uh, Masvidal throws them. But if Masvidal throws one and then waits two minutes and 50 seconds and then throws another, the odds of him getting any type of real damage on that leg is slim to none. It has to be consistent. He's got to hit that leg over and over. It's got to be a big part of his striking game plan. Keep the fight on the outside in that kickboxing range. Eat up that leg. Hit uh, hit Diaz with some shots as he walks forward and use the footwork. I mean, he's got to use the cage. He's got to use the octagon. He's got to keep as much distance as he can away from Diaz because when Diaz gets in those positions of the close in fighting, that's where he excels. Everybody knows this. And Masvidal has to know this going in. It's just a matter of, is he going to be able to do it? Is his cardio going to be good enough to fight that type of fight for potentially five rounds? So when you're looking at this fight, I think it's very, very difficult for anybody to say you shouldn't bet on Nate because he's the underdog here. Most people consider this fight to be a very close fight. Like I said, a back and forth type of situation that could potentially be decided by the judges. And once we get into that, all bets are off because we've seen this throughout both their careers. If this fight goes five rounds, unless it's a complete whitewash one way or the other, they're both going to be thinking they won, and then they're going to be like, this is just another example of a shit decision in my career, right? Because these are two guys that have said basically throughout their careers they get the raw end of the deal when it comes to decisions. So when you're looking at that type of fight, that close up of fight that could be decided by a round or two or just by a terrible decision on the scorecards, then it's very difficult not to say I, I'm going to take the plus money at, at uh, 150, 140. He's he's right around that 40 to 50 mark, depending on the book. And when you're looking at Masvidal and you're looking at the straight line, it's a little more difficult because it's a little bit higher, almost like 175, depending on the book, down to um, roughly 150. It's a little bit higher and you think it's going to be a close fight. So that's a little more difficult to pull the trigger on because you're going, well, there's spots where Masvidal, in my opinion, is far more talented. But Diaz seems to overcome that a lot. He seems to overcome, you know, uh, striking matches where he doesn't have the flashy kicks and the spinning elbows and he doesn't you know do as well at distance but somehow some way he seems to overcome that so when you're looking at Masvidal you might want to look at a prop there if you think it's going to be a close fight I think Masvidal won't be able to stop him he'll just be able to outpoint him then you might want to look at the Masvidal wins by decision because there's a significant difference there you're getting plus money plus 180 Versus the the straight bat at the minus 160, minus 175. I mean, that's significant in a fight that you probably think is going to go to the scorecards. And it's going to be a close competitive fight. I'm not certain that you want to lay minus 160 on Masvidal in that type of fight. I think, personally, I lean towards Masvidal winning the fight. And I would lean towards him winning by decision. The only issue, like I said... Is A, the leg kicks, if that's that's a game changer in my opinion. And B, is the scar tissue of Diaz, how he blows up. I mean, his face blows up and leaks constantly. So those two things right there make me just a little bit hesitant to recommend Masvidal straight out. Just take him by decision. Because on paper, this is how the fight should play out. It should play out a decision either way for one of these guys. Because like I said, unless you get this weird, I took your back because you slipped on water situation where Diaz subs him, you're probably not going to get a grappling match. And unless you get some type of, you know, your eyeball fell out or I took your entire leg out and you're laying on the canvas butt scooting around, 
these guys are durable and they're probably going to go to a decision. So this is a very intriguing fight to me because on paper everything screams go to a decision and then there's a little bit of situations here where I go what if this happens and I guess if you're looking at that you have to decide for yourself what you think the probability of those few areas that we talked about happening. If you don't believe there's a good enough probability that that's going to happen, then you're going to go ahead and take your over. You're going to go ahead and play either guy by decision or something like that where you're a little bit safer. Or in the case of Diaz, you don't even have to mess with that because he's the the underdog. You can just say, hey, you know what? If Diaz is able to somehow get this to the mat, he's going to sub him, so that's easy. If not and he wins the decision, I'm getting plus money anyway. Even if it's one round, a close round, five rounds, you don't even care. Right? Diaz, the underdog. That's why I said you can make a much better case for betting Diaz straight than, in my opinion, Mosfidel. Because on paper, Mosfidel, if he wins, it should be by decision. But like I said, the leg kicks and the the scar tissue, how Diaz really swells up, could be an issue. Now, the counter argument to that is, well, it really hasn't happened in the past. And you're right. It hasn't happened in the past. He's been stopped one time by KO or TKO. So his face, even though it swells up and it leaks, he's been able to do it. He went uh, five rounds recently, well, recently, in 2016 with Connor, and he took a lot of shots and went five rounds. And prior to that, he was two rounds in with Connor, so that's seven rounds right there. And he just went three with Pettis. So, I mean, overall, I'm going to say I think this fight does end up going to the scorecards. And if you want a little sprinkle on the will go, I think you throw a little sprinkle. I just want you to be cautious there because it looks very, very enticing to me. That fight goes to a decision is basically at minus 120, depending on your book. And you look at this, you cap this, you go, these guys are too durable to get stopped here. And then all of a sudden, some shit happens and you're like, Oh, my Lord, that was the one thing we were worried about. And the probability was almost nil and boom, right? They slip to the canvas, Masvidal gets subbed. Or he hits him with a head kick and splits his face open, the referee stops the fight. I mean, those are situations that that you have to take it, take into account, even though it doesn't seem like it on paper that that's even possible. There is a situation where that could happen. So overall, my opinion is I think it's going to be a very close fight. I think it's going to be a decision fight. I think you favor Masvidal in most of the exchanges, but you can't count Nate Diaz out. So you can make a very, very good case that in a close fight, you always take the underdog. And you can also make a case that if you think it's going to be back and forth and you don't really know who's going to win, that you can play that over as well. Just be very, very cautious of those few situations, no matter how far and few between you think they may come, of a situation that could change the course of the fight and end it before the final bell. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.